These are the slides. If I have it the other way, whenever there's a slide, Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning, especially if it's your first time. Um, I see some folks who look like they might be new here. Would you, would you like to introduce yourselves or would you like me to keep going? No? Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> well, welcome. And now I'd like to read to you from our daily word using Penny's bifocals because I left my glasses at home. So, but bless her heart, I'm glad she had them. I can read with these. And today is all about ease. Okay, Holding God in every circumstance helps me know ease. It's easy for me to find God in the glory of a sunrise and in the laughter of children. And to feel God's love as I get together with friends or family. Wherever there is wonder, joy, or fellowship, God is surely present. I remember that God is just as surely present when my responsibilities feel overwhelming, when conflict or in a relationship, or when it feels as though there isn't enough of what I need. If I begin to feel tense, fearful, or frustrated, I remember that wisdom, love, understanding, and strength, all of the divine qualities that live within me, are ready to help me handle any challenge. Assured by my awareness of God's presence, I move with ease and grace through whatever this day brings. And from the Bible, those who listen to me will be secure and will live at ease without dread of disaster. That's Proverbs 1.33. And now it's time for Surely the Presence. If you'd all like to please join us while Dallas and Linda lead us in Surely the Presence. as the universe and as my life, God the good. 
you know, here in the sanctuary, you guys, please stand up and, and join us while Dallas and Linda lead us in our welcoming song for the beauty of the earth. And you don't have to stand up. You don't want to, John.
And that's time for announcements. Oh, okay. Irene is sending out notice and details of the recurring events for Grandfather's Indian Christian Service, his medicine wheel teachings, Chinook language discussions, and for Dr. Daria's circle book and film discussions in our weekly email. Um, this is the first Sunday of the month, so there are none of those things going on. Um, and do you have any other announcements from anyone else? I'm looking at you Zoomers. Dr. Daria, are you ready, Tom? Yes. One, the, one. the Circle Book and Film Club discussion will be on the fourth Sunday at three o'clock Pacific time. And we'll send the uh, link to the Unity mail list and you can send it out. And that'll be coming out this week. Thank you. All right, thank you, Dr. Garia. So the circle starts back up again this month, folks. Look for your email. Yes, Susan. Uh, we are ready to have people sign up to be readers for uh, this month and next. So think about that and let me know. Right. So if you've got a desire to read something here, please feel free to contact Susan. And uh Anything else? I'm looking at all you Zoomers, see if there's any hands raised. I don't see any. I don't see any in here. Okay, we'll move on to our unity statement. Then. Here we go. We're just waiting for a slideshow to catch up here, folks. Mm -hmm. It's a technical day. All kinds of technical problems. 
There it is. That's okay. Next slide. We're there. It's still catching up. There we go. All right. Backspace. And then it jumps. Backspace. <laughs> Where's okay. your backspace button? <laughs> we're backspacing. There we go. There we go. Woohoo! The yearning statement. And we're all going to say it together. Are you ready? We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And now it's time for our song of joy. So, Linda Dallas will lead us in "Down in My Soul." Marina, stand up. Folks. This is a this is a song to move about. All right. And it's a, a call and response until the last line, and we all sing it together.
things from Cryon, who's one of my favorite teachers. First one is someone asked Cryon a question. <clears throat> I read a book some 30 years ago that when the body dies, the silver cord is severed. If the body's cremated before the silver cord is severed, the spiritual body suffers pain. What's the truth in the current energy? Do we still need some days to allow the silver cord to sever? And Cryon answers, <clears throat> dear one, the silver cord is a metaphor of the multidimensional connection of human and higher self. In the new energy, it is now part of the human and the connection is no longer what it used to be. Think of it like this. <clears throat> in the older energy, in order to take your power, you might have needed an extension cord to connect you to the power socket of God. Now in the new energy, you are the power source. Therefore, the entire silver cord metaphor has graduated into something far grander that is filled with promise. And by the way, there never was a severing process. When you pass on, you have a reunification process. The body's just a carcass, nothing more. Your essence is reconnected to the cosmic lattice of God and is whole again. Believe me, you don't miss the human body. You don't even think about it. It passes from your being just as the birth sac, your home for nine months, passes from your consciousness after you're born. It's no more important. And when I had my near-death experience, that's exactly what I experienced, so that's true. And the next little one is the purpose of my life. There's never been a time in human history like this. The veil has lifted even more profoundly than it did a year ago at this time when we were together in this room. Awareness is starting to come from so many places. Awakening and remembrance is the order of the day. And there are so many human beings who are awakening to the core issue of their divinity. They are beginning to look back upon their lives and say, now I understand why I went through this. Now I understand this. They're rising above the victimization, above the blame, above the hate. They are starting to have revelations. Oh, now I understand they are saying, they are starting to see the purpose of their lives. And one little cute thing, I'd love this on, I got a, a meme. This is Alden Nolan. The day the child realizes that all adults, all adults are imperfect, he becomes an adolescent. True. The day he forgives them, he becomes an adult. True. The day he forgives himself, he becomes wise. There you go. Thank you, Joanne. That was wonderful. And, you know, I've heard that this is the time of the Great Awakening. 
where more and more will come to know who they really are. And now it's time for our meditation song. Please feel free to sit down and take it easy for this one. And, uh, you know, I asked you what this song was. I wrote down M-O. That's all the farther I got. Morning prayer. Morning prayer. Okay. Song by Good.
Traditional Lord's Prayer, Dr. Daria is here. We have the progressive Lord's Prayer up here. So let's see if John can Lord's Prayer. Of course, I do. Let's all say it together. Our Father, will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debtors, we forgive our debtors. Leave us not into temptation, but deliver us from error. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please join us in the Hallelujah. speaker each Sunday of the month. We are honored and blessed this Sunday to have the Reverend Dr. Daria Funches returning to our sanctuary via Zoom to share truth and light in another of the teaching. Good morning, Unity. Well, today I am not able to be with you in the physical presence, but I'm with you from Providence, Rhode Island. 
And of course, there's no accidents in names. So here we are in uh, being reminded of God's providence. So I've been doing, as you know, through uh, this year, see the vision through in 2022. Do it, <laughs> the subtext for this day today is do it with beauty and ease. Do it with beauty and ease. And this is the ninth talk in this series. Um, and we are inspired in unity. I know amidst all of the, whatever we may see in the chaos, violence, or hatred, to live from the experience of the queendom and kingdom of heaven on earth and to consider one another, to use the gifts of spirit to be in service to God in our service to one another, to love one another, to know no strangers, to connect even in difficult circumstances at the heart. So today, let's look more deeply at how do we do that with beauty and ease with all that's going on. And, and many of you are doing just some of these practices. And I'm only here to remind us of what's underneath it and some of the subtext in doing it. Again, our daily word is about the word ease. Those who listen to me will be secure and will live at ease without dread of disaster. Hmm. And we might occasionally ask ourselves in some moments, how do I do that? I, what reminded me of this was first of all that uh, I went through an experience about 20 years ago where a young child taught me something about doing what we might think of the hard things. I was getting my hair done. And as it so happened, the person who had been referred to me was also from the small town in Mississippi where I was born. What are the chances of that? This was in LA. And this woman had been referred to me and I went and I sat and I was getting my hair done. Her grandchild was in the next room. And I heard something in her accent and I asked her where she was from and she named the town in which I was born. And that's not the only time that's happened to me in my life. It's happened many times in many places in the country. And we went on and, and she asked me to wait for a while. She had to do something for her family and asked me to wait for a while. So I went and waited in the room where the little four-year-old was. And while we were there, she was drawing. I began to draw with her. And I noticed she had this knack for doing shapes, you know, like geometric shapes. So I got really interested in playing with her in these geometric shapes. And so I would go from one shape to the next shape to the next shape. And as she could do one, I would say, ooh, let me see if she can do this next one. It's a little more advanced. And then I'd come up with another one. I'd come up. And when she was drawing, you know, just in her imagination, she was doing fine with different shapes and variety of things and whatnot. And after we got to a certain point with me drawing with her, she says to me, okay, can we do the easy things now? <laughs> Just wide-eyed, bright and smiling. <laughs> Without me telling her that we were doing hard things, I'm sure she could see that I was moving through this advancement spectrum in my mind. Ooh, she did this, now let's do that. Oh, she did this, let's do that. 
let's take the next step, the next step, the next step. But while she was in that child's innocence of creativity and creation, she did a variety of things without me having to give her a curriculum, so to speak, right? And she's moving through and recognizes that she really wants to be in joy and happiness. She began to you know, concentrate so hard trying to do the next hard thing that she said, let's do the easy things now. And that's where we are sometimes right now, even in all of the challenges that we're looking at, we need to find out where can we be in consciousness in a state of ease with even the challenge that's put before us, whether it's something that involves pain, something that involves violence, something that involves the illusion of separation, something that involves uh, horrible expressions. How can we be in that space with ease that is an expression of God's promise and the vision? of unity, the vision of unification, the vision of the oneness of the one. And then we speak from that place and be in the emotions of that place and be in the power of that place. And that's in the reading that Joanne gave, that's in the songs that Dallas and Linda sang, that's in the daily word. In, in the daily word today, in fact, that one uh, verse that's quoted from Proverbs really comes from a moment where Solomon, the son of David, is writing about how to use wisdom to deal with situations and people who need wisdom and prudence not to be misled or led astray by characters who lack moral fiber. We're reading about what he says about the exhortations of wisdom. How wisdom, who he refers to in fact as she, how wisdom is speaking to the people. <laughs> and, and what he says is, uh, let me get to this part. Yes. This is for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction and in prudent behavior, for doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple in knowledge and discretion and to give discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise are important. So as we're considering, this is all the guidance he's giving and says wisdom is standing in the public square, is standing at the wall of the gate and, and speaking to the people. 
and then and says, you know, those who basically those who listen to me, those who are heeding my words, those who are listening to me have no reason to be afraid of disaster. And that, my friends, includes any fear of what may happen in our death. Quote, out in the open, she raises her voice in the public square on top of the wall. She cries out at the city gate. She makes her speech. And then the speech ends with the Proverbs 1, verse 33 that we saw in the Daily Word. She warns us all not to go with or be led by people who have ill-gotten gains. And she says, if you, you heed my words, there is no reason than to be afraid, to dread disaster. Yesterday, a woman was speaking to me about her faith on the airplane <laughs> as we were riding in and about her commitment to, to community leadership and service and developing better economic development for people. We were speaking about this in many ways and paths to do this. And she pointed out that one thing, she says, I wanna do this, but I don't wanna get killed for doing it. In other words, part of what she dealt with, everybody's gonna die, but part of what she was dealing with was if I become visible in this, if I become really active in this, if I become uh, a spokesperson for this, to which she felt called, I don't wanna die at a young age. So then we had to look at, ah, what if that had been the, the message from Yeshua ben Joseph, also known as Jesus the Christ. I want to do what I am called to do, what the prophecy says. I am walking with this. I don't want to die at 33. And as I said that to her, this all sorts of lights went flashing across her face. Because the real message is how do we get in alignment, do that to which we are appointed to do, do that which we are called to do, and do so with ease. Because one thing I know, and that is when we do that which we are called to do, regardless of what the risks are, regardless of what the joy is, regardless of what the rewards are, therein lies a thing of beauty a thing of beauty for doing with ease what we are called to do. Because part of what makes things hard, of course, is the variety in which, the variety of ways, let me put it that way, in which we know how to resist. And maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure at least one or two people do you know about the ways to which you have been called and have an appointed ministry or an appointed task or an appointed service, an appointed potential to fulfill where you may hesitate, where you may downright do more than hesitate. You may be putting up blocks and <laughs> barriers and putting your e fingers in your ears. I I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to hear that message or that call 
because of whatever your assumptions are about what it means to go that way or go that path, okay, or go that way. But that's not really the point. The point is really you, each one of us getting more and more in alignment with whatever that appointment is and being able to flow with it at ease. Because when we do, we are coming with the power of creation. We are coming with the power of creation. We are following and able to be in the place where in Philippians it is be anxious for nothing. <laughs> Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing. Because we are doing that which we are called to do, that which we are uncovering, that which is in our soul that wants to be revealed, that which will, when we bring it out, will sustain us. Will sustain us and help us do our part in the vision of God, in the promise of God. The Lord said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. That's what he said to Jeremiah. But each one of us has an appointment. Each one of us has been formed in the wombs of the mother. Physically, in our birth mothers, spiritually, by the great mother. We have been formed by mother, father, God. And as said in the Psalms again, 139, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Huh. So when we say fearfully and wonderfully made, we might as well be using the word awesome, awesomely and wonderfully made because we are still discovering mysteries of the human body and human form. Wonderful are your works. So when we come from that place, from that place of our appointment, when we come to uncover that potential for which we were born and that appointment which we carry within us, within our souls, we come with the power of creator. We come with the power of the Lord God of our being. We come with, hopefully, growing into wisdom, we come with the ability to do so with ease, that which we are called to do. And Joanne was reading that when we forgive ourselves, we have access then to wisdom. So now is that moment, now is that moment to do what looks like the most difficult things, but which we, if we tap into that knowingness, if we tap into 
the well of all that potential that is provided for us, the well of the faith, the courage. Because if we're tapping into that with the wisdom that comes with it, having forgiven ourselves, we're doing our own healing process and we're calling on the powers of spirit to help us with that healing that restores our remembrance of union, our remembrance of oneness, our remembrance to be able to turn to the brother or sister or person or group that's acting out of what is the illusion of separation. And speak truth in that moment and act accordance accordingly to the truth of God in that moment we can. And also to overlay the power of the promise of the new heaven on earth. A new heaven on earth, a new heaven on a new earth. This is what we're doing, see the vision through in 2022, but do it with beauty and ease. In Revelations, he says, and then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. It's now within you. And he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be with their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Yes, there's chaos going on. Yes, there is an order. Yes, there's violence going on. Yes, there is peace. Yes, there are judgments being made that will bring harm. Yes, there is healing and resilience and the power of creation that comes from the promise that we'll be overcoming that which needs to be overcome. So do not be anxious. Speak from, act from, be in the power of creator. If they stop me for driving while black, which as you know has happened, speak from who you are, the truth of who you are. If they question me as if I do not belong. I know I belong. We are children of God. We're children of the creator. We are not children of the circumstance or the situation. Therefore, be at ease. Do not be anxious. Know who we are. Speak from where we are. Bring the power of who we are collectively, not just as individuals. and bring that future into its function as an overcomer of the present and a healer of the past and a conveyor to the origin 
of the wholeness to which we all belong. Begin to know no strangers. Begin to take a moment to speak truth. Begin and continue to unfold that truth wherever we are, that light that travels within you and around you. And even we can have the feeling in these days and times in the face of some of the most difficult of circumstances to place ourselves at ease and help to create things of beauty in our community, in our families, in our church, in this country, we take on those things to which we are appointed. And we'll be given the perspective to have a cosmic chuckle sometimes as a relief and to have the courage to be who we are and to be at ease with what is and what's coming. A new heaven, a new earth, is a thing of beauty and we're all a part of it. We're all alive, we're still here. And so it is. I am making everything anew. <laughs> Write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. So as you are restoring yourself, the Phoenix from the ashes, as you are bringing that wisdom, as you are hearkening to the Sophia, the wisdom, the words of wisdom and the guidance not to be misled as you are affirming how well you belong where you are and to the future that you are bringing forth. As you're affirming your part in the healing, the restoration, the adaptation, the resilience, the creation, then you are bringing the power of the light, which overcomes the darkness. You are bringing the power of the light and remembering in the womb of the mother why you're here. And so it is. Let's have a meditation. Let's close our eyes. Let's be seated firmly where you are or if you're lying down comfortably. Supported by your feet or your spine, however it is that you are positioned, you are in a space of comfort and a space of Deep, continuous breaths. Breathe deeply from the core of the earth up to the crown of your head. And exhale, lips partially open. And again, inhale. Exhale. 
and inhale deep from the core of the earth up through the crown of the head exhale let us go deep within and touch upon the memory and recall and presence of your appointed purpose. Remembering, not straining, but just allowing it to float into your awareness. Of your purpose and your appointment in these times Deep breath. And make a circle between that appointment at your birth and the new heaven on the new earth. Include those both in this circle. Go from one all the way around to the other so that they're next to each other in this circle. From one, draw the circle all the way to the other so that they are next to each other. Hmm. And in this moment in time, imagine one, that appointment at birth and the new heaven and new earth coming together next to each other, coming together in a burst of light. And as they come together, go into the center of the circle with that light, to the center of the circle and place whatever situation or circumstance you want to give this power. Whatever circumstance, whatever situation that currently exists into which you would like to place this power. And we'll take three deep and powerful breaths, place that power into the situation. One, breath one, inhale, exhale. Breath two, inhale, exhale. Breath three, inhale, exhale. 
It is a, no matter how times it, many times it's repeated itself, it is a situation and a circumstance that will be overcome, resolved, and take its part in the oneness of the one. And so it is. Ashe, amen, hallelujah all my relations. Thank you. Slowly come back into your presence in the here and now. Okay, there you are. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. I'll see you next first Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Dorian. Okay, now it's time for our offering. While we're together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, Washington, 98531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, unityofcentralia.net. We also deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and treasure. As we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. All right, let's say it together. Divine love through me, Blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, all that I am. Dallas, you're welcome to take all the keys of the word, right? Thank you. We always appreciate it. Anything serenade is from the back. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're going to let Dallas entertain us for just a moment. It used to be a lot, lot of people here when we walked around with our little baskets. Our musicians would just play a little music. Now we're kind of the man here. We also know my good music at this point. You know, John Davis always used to say, We need more music here. We need more music here. Then what would you expect from musicians to say?
Thank you, Dallas. And now it's time for a blessing of thanks. Let's all say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Now it's time for a healing prayer. If you would like to, us to focus our collective group healing energy on someone, please raise your hand, unmute, tell them who it is, or hold them quietly in your hearts. Members of our community have requested that we send out healing prayers and energy to children, women, and men displaced by war, and the members of our community who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. I'm looking to see if there's anyone on Zoom with their hand up. Happy. You're not on Zoom, baby. You can just speak. Shout it out. A prayer for Sophia and Kai as they start their life together. I want to keep on prayer. Keep on praying for the Merker family. You know, Karen's been dealing with some issues. I hope Isaac's doing better, but let's all keep them in our prayers as well as John and Bernie, who are also struggling. And Terry, who's trying to find a new place. I pray that, and pray that Patrick discover the path to his complete wellness. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer. Let's all say our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Well, I'll take a quick moment to thank everybody. Thanks, Kenny, for doing slides. Thank you, Susan, for creating everything. Thank you, Dallas and Linda, for the wonderful music today. Um, for all of the technical work that he does there in the background. You guys don't see him. He really works hard back there every Sunday, helping to produce our service. Thank you. Thank you all. Now it's time for the peace song. Let's all form a circle and join hands on sanctuary. And if you land, you might want to turn on your gallery view so you can see everyone. Yeah, please stay with us at our service if you wish to, to share our fellowship line. And next Sunday, uh, next Sunday, our student will be Audrey, Audrey's our speaker next time. Thank you.